Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. This is our redo of one of our first podcasts. Yeah, revisit. Are you with me? Kind of. What? Revisit, redo. Yeah. The Hobbit revisit. Well, it's not revisited. We're redoing it because these two first two shows, we're actually, we're doing two of them, Django and The Hobbit. But I've wanted to redo these. We'll keep the originals up, but... <laughs> if you can bear them. Yeah. They, they're <laughs> recorded on a... Uh, the Hobbit was on cell phone, right? Both and, of them were, and wasn't. And then the other one was recorded on the Barbie microphones. May have been, but the, the Disney Princess microphones—that's what it was. I think both of them were recorded on the iPhone or uh, on cell phones. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. <laughs> I know one of them. I, the first one was recorded on cell phone, Def, definitely on phone the first time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I believe that that uh, Django was the first <laughs> one that were recorded. I, you know, I can't even remember. It's been so long, dude. I just know those were the first two because we ended the year with those two because we started at the end of December. Yeah. So yeah. technically, we are doing this because I wanted to update and and it's been a couple of years. <laughs> it's been fucking seven. Yeah. Or no, six. It's been six years. So, yeah. But it's it's been a couple of years yeah. since we've done these shows and what if our opinions changed? Oh no, wait, this came out at the end of 2012. Right. So actually, no, it's been seven years. So um <laughs> what has changed? Uh okay, I'll tell you what's changed about The Hobbit, the unexpected journey, is that I have not gone back to the Hobbit trilogy in I haven't you know what? I haven't gone back since I bought Battle of the Five Armies on Blu-ray and watched it. That's the last time. And I, so I think that that was in 2015. So five fucking years, dude. I have not gone back to the Hobbit trilogy in five years because that's how still fucking pissed I am about it. I'm not even angry pissed anymore. I'm just disappointed, let down pissed because Peter Jackson was so much better than what he gave us with the Hobbit trilogy. And I know that there's a lot of factors involved. There's a there's the Warner Brothers MGM bullshit. There's the legal disputes with Jackson over the Dark Tower movie and 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 you know, New Line Cinema and shit. And and then there's Guillermo del Toro coming and going and, and and just all the all these different things. And then Peter Jackson finally got to step in and do it. So I, I'll take I take that into account. But regardless, you can't make me accept no one can make me accept the fact that three films was completely unnecessary. And if you were going to do three films, which they did, you don't do it the way that they ended up doing, finishing it. Okay. Where, you know, I wanted to see the fall uh, into madness of Thorn Oak and Shield. And we only got little glimpses of it. And then they just got all fucking rammed up their asses by the third film really quickly. Okay. I mean, if you watched Lord of the Rings, Gollum was already fucking crazy. And it showed you little snippets of how he became crazy, but it was done in a way that you got it. But you got to see Frodo. You got to see how the ring was taking him over throughout the three films. You saw it, how it affected him and how it affected his relationship with Samwise and everything. It, w- it was really poignant and important. But with The Hobbit, it was just the, uh, one wasted after two, opportunity after another. And, and it was replaced with all of these these connections to Lord of the Rings that they didn't have to do. And, and, you know, just like, oh, remember this? Remember that? That's why this is da 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 But no, I don't need all that shit. Focus on the fucking Hobbit and let's just do it. And they, it just lost it. It got lost in translation and it fucked it up. So I have not watched Unexpected Journey in a long time. And I remember, I remember when we saw it and I've seen it like four or five times. I know I've seen it a bunch of times. I know you've seen Desolation of Smaug. <laughs> fucking, oh my God. I think you've watched it more than Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> 
that was a joke. But it, it could be a you know it could be a a semi close competitor you know on a certain scale right like compared to other movies you've seen. So yeah, it, it's um I still don't hate an unexpected journey. I think that the majority of this film is a good movie because when it starts off in the Shire, you know, with Frodo and, and Bilbo. And they're older and then it does the flashback and now we have younger one played by Martin Freeman. And then all of the um, all of the dwarves show up. It's really good. It's fun. It's entertaining. I loved it. And I still do. But here's the problem is that and I'm not look, I'm not going to keep dwelling on on the other shit too much. But no matter how good this thing starts off and no matter how good the middle is, even if you end it fucking horribly, it kind of taints the whole thing. It kind of like that's what Game of Thrones should have done to me. It didn't, though. Thank God it didn't. I, Game of Thrones is a r- rare exception for me because the ending is fucking horrible, but the rest of the series is so goddamn good that I somehow I can forgive it. I, I don't know why. I think because it was so short. That's probably why. It's so short that there's still seven seasons of really entertaining stuff there. Excellent stuff there that I just, fuck it, whatever. Let's just move on with our lives. I can't do it with, with the Hobbit trilogy right now. I haven't even seen the extended version of the Battle of the Five Armies yet. So when it comes to Unexpected Journey... I will go back to it because uh, me and my kids are going to rewatch the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, you know, eventually we're going to also watch The Hobbit probably soon after that. And I, I don't know, I'll probably go get the extended version of Battle of the Five Armies just to have the, the set complete. I'm just not looking forward to it. <laughs> but going back to this movie, yes. It, 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 is it a little bit long? Yeah, it's long. It, I mean, you know, they could have done two movies at like three hours each or two and a half hours each, and that would have been fine, but whatever. All I remember is, did we, um, did we see it in the um, in the 48 FPS? Or the, the, the Unexpected Journey? I think we saw it in the 48 frames per second, didn't we? Okay. All right. Because I remember how it looked. I, I did see it one time, though, because I think I saw it more than once in theater, so maybe I did see it without you. I can't remember, but um, I did see it in the 48 frame, and I... I I, I don't, I remember seeing it though. I do, because uh, I remember how surreal it looked at times. And I, I didn't have a huge problem with it because I wanted, you know, it was cool to see it under a different light. But going to the story, I mean, you know, well, uh, what can you say? I mean, it started off really fun. And I, I didn't understand why the critics were so harsh on that first film. I don't, I still to this day don't remember why, like, what were they trying to compare it to? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but what was it that made them be so negative on it, though? It, it didn't, I don't know, maybe it didn't have a, an actor like Viggo Mortensen in it or some shit. I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe there was just too many characters with the dwarves, but the Fellowship of the Ring had a shitload of characters. So I don't understand. I really don't. But this, um, but the journey, I, look, I thought Martin Freeman was a great choice as, as Bill, as a younger Bilbo Baggins. He fits, he fits the part very, very well. The mannerisms of Ian Holm and all that stuff. You can see the age in Ian McKellen as Gandalf because they, you know, I mean, it was filmed 14 years after they, no, no, I'm sorry, 12 or 13 years after they had filmed Lord of the Rings. So they started filming Lord of the Rings in like 1999. So, um, you can see the age change in, in Ian McKellen, but after a while, I didn't even notice it anymore. So that's a good thing because he's such a good actor that I didn't notice it. All right. And I'm trying to remember how much of the story, you know, goes along them traveling and um, the where the fuck do they go in this movie? I need you to chime in because I you have a way better memory. And even though I've seen this movie multiple times, I'm trying to remember after they leave the Shire, where the fuck do they go? They went to the city. <laughs> oh, yeah. They went to... um um. 
Oh my God. I know the name of the city. Uh, the, the village of Bree. The village of Bree, I believe it was. Where, And then you have fucking Peter Jackson walk in front of the camera and, and intentionally bite the carrot. To You know, like he already did that in the in Lord of the Rings. And now he's like doing it again. Like, oh, remember me? If that was the only nod that Peter Jackson had done to him being in Lord of the Rings or Lord of the Rings in general, I would, that would have been fine. But instead, oh, God damn, how many times am I going to go back into this? Anyway, one of the welcome returns to the franchise was Andy Serkis coming back to play Gollum again and seeing him in the first film at the end of the first film was really cool because that was the high point of this movie besides being in the Shire. Cause I love the Shire, the Shire in these movies with the, with this musical score by, um, I almost said Thomas Newton. I almost said Thomas fucking Newton. Do you believe that shit? Um, by Howard Shore. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if Howard Shore, I don't think Howard Shore did the score for the Hobbit. Um, I might be mistaken. It was Howard, um, another Howard that did it off the top of my head. I just remember that there are fun moments from this movie. There is the part where they go into the um, the orc cave, and they, there's the king orc there. Goblin. Uh, God, fuck. See what I mean? It. I have weird brain. I think it's because I think I feel tr- slightly traumatized by my disappointment of the overall trilogy. So I, I, I've like suppressed some of my re- my my memory of this movie, even though I've seen it multiple times. So the Goblin King, who was uh, Dame Edna, I believe, did the voice and the motion capture. Right. So that was really. Cool to have that and and oh i forgot there is no there is no expense spared with this movie by the way they you can tell that they went all out with the visuals i don't know about now how they look but i'm pretty sure that the cgi effects still look fucking amazing for this movie because they are top notch especially when you get up close with the uh the goblin king and all the other orcs and goblins that are in this cave and stuff it looks really good it looks real i mean they look real like i know they're cg but i'm looking for any chance that it doesn't look real though and it doesn't i mean they might as well have been real characters you know with makeup on that's how good it looked i don't you know, I don't remember the musical score for these movies. Holy shit. Even though Howard Shore did them, for some reason, I am brain farting on that. That is really weird to me. I will say that there is there is some fun to do with this movie. Did they introduce Toriel in the first movie or in the second one? I almost said Angie Everhart. That's not her name. Evangeline Lilly. It may have been. Yeah. I, 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 oh, my God. See what I mean? Because she was... At first, it was like, oh, not a big deal. And then they fucking had this forced love interest thing with her and they, one of the dwarves. And it just was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? We should be seeing the fall into madness of Thorn Oakenshield over this, you know? So... There are little glimpses of Thorn Oakenshield, um, his greed, because he is a king. You know, he's from, he's descended from kings, and you can see it in his in little snippets here and there in this movie. And that was really cool because you don't have to overdo it in the first film, and you just want to have like little introductions to it. So I was perfectly fine with that. They didn't have to overdo it. If that, if I knew that things were going to end up the way that they did, though, maybe it would have been a little bit better if they, they had some extra in this movie. But whatever, you know, hindsight, right? So regardless, overall, off the top of my head, it, I, I remember I gave The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey a really high rating when we first saw it. I think I gave it like a fucking nine out of 10 or something. I Or no, no, we were doing a five star rating, I think at the time. So I think I gave it like a four and a half or some shit out of 10. Now I'm more pragmatic about things. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, so I would say off the top of my head, the, I mean, I don't give ratings anymore, but it is really, it is good. It is good. It, you know, and the Gollum thing is, is definitely entertaining and everything like that. 
it's good to see Circus back. And, and there are, th- this movie feels like a Lord of the Rings relation type movie. And I even like Radagast. I believe Radagast, the brown, was also in this movie as well. A bit. Yeah. And I enjoyed that too because it, it, it broke things up a little bit and it was fine. It just, I think the movie ran a little bit too long even though it was only two and a half hours with credits compared to Lord of the Rings. Because every Lord of the Rings movie was three hours. Well, the first two were three hours each in the- theatrically. And then the fourth one was three hours and three and a half hours. And in, in, yeah, theatrically. But still, it's, um, this is, it, it's worth seeing. I mean, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, it doesn't suck at all. I just, I just know where it's going to lead to. So it's, it's hard to blow it up as much as I can, but this is not a review for the trilogy, even though I, I kind of made it that way. <laughs> not kind of, I really did. This is a review for Unexpected Journey. So do I recommend seeing it? Absolutely. This should be part of your collection. Okay. So no matter how many problems I got, blah, 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 blah. It's important. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of studios and a lot of other directors and a lot of other writers and stuff that could have fucked this up even way worse, this trilogy up way worse than any, than, than what we got here. Okay. So it's still worthy to a point. Okay. Especially this first film and the second film. Second film's got a little bit of, it's got a little bit of extra bullshit in there, but there's some greatness in it. I mean, there, you know, it just felt like there was too many extra connections to Lord of the Rings in that second movie and filler shit, but whatever. That's, I, I think you're talking about Battle of the Five Armies. Well, then Battle of the Five Armies was all just fucking, expo- not exposition, but just all unnecessary bullshit. I and now all these separate battles and, you know, all these single battles. And well, that's to, why they're calling, that's why they call it the Battle of the Five well, Armies. The Battle of Five Armies is supposed to be all five armies battling at once. It wasn't supposed to be, oh, um, Legolas is going to be fighting a bunch of orcs over here, and then Thorin's going to be fighting some people over here, and then Bilbo's going to be fighting some people over here. That's how that's how it is in the book. And then Billy Connolly's fighting with the dwarves over here. It wasn't that they didn't do separate battles in, in the Hobbit book. I read the Hobbit book. I read it twice. It's got 298 pages in it. It's not a long read. And it, it's it just, yeah, it was just over, it was this over filler to make it too action-y, and they didn't need to do that. It just fucking, mm. so anyway, I got to see it again. <laughs> I, I will see Battle of the Five Armies again, and I'll make another, I'll, I'll yeah, because now I don't have to worry about disappointment now seeing it. I already know what I'm going to get <laughs> for the most part. So, Unexpected Journey, yes, thank you. You started off good. Good job, Mr. Jackson. That's just your opinion. 